This is the Dice Tower Network at Dicetowernetwork.com. Dice and Taking Names. This is episode 42, Fields of Gold. As always, we are a member of the Dice Tower Network. I am your host tonight, Marty, and along with me I have... Tony. How are you doing tonight, Marty? Oh, I'm doing just great. On the last time I introduced an episode, you got all over me because I was so excited. But this time I thought, let's go with a different approach. Let's go with like the NPR approach, just a soft, casual conversation between two friends. I don't know. When was the last time you listened to NPR and they had this soft, casual approach going on? Because you sound like you're the late night guy who's doing the um, oldies, but goodies or old golden oldies or whatever. Uh, my NPR is, is very excited in the morning. You, I, you know, I think they make up their names. Uh, NPR is never exciting. I've told you the story about the rattlesnakes in South Dakota and how they've lost their ability to rattle, haven't I? No, so I guess I was trying to mimic. Did you ever see the Saturday Night Live skits back in the 90s where they had the two girls who did the NPR show? No, never did. I didn't didn't watch Saturday Night Live in the 90s. Okay, well, yeah, that's when it used to be funny. Okay, well, let's move right along here. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs> oh, hey, everybody. So here we are. It's Rolling Dice and Taking Names, and we are a show about podcast. About podcast. We're a podcast about board games and everything associated with board games. Yes, we are. That's exactly right. And we enjoy playing. And a matter of fact, we've had a pretty good, I mean, past couple of weeks, even with uh, all the festivities going on at our house. Who's. Um, we've had, I've had an, a whole bunch of opportunities to play some games. How about you, Marty? Yeah, it's kind of surprising I have too. Maybe it's cause I've had a lot of guests over here, but I have played a lot of games and I uh, got to go to a club event the other night and, and play some games. And it's kind of funny from that is where we get our, the title of our show. It's called fields of gold, but actually it should be called fields of gold because for some reason it seems like both you and i have got to play several stefan feld games recently Uh, well let's you've got to play a couple i've got to finally play the one that our listeners suggested i go out and buy with my 40 dollars in allowance and that was castles of burgundy so that we'll we'll talk about that later i did want to make sure to remind you because we forgot to do this on the last episode but your um your cool mini or not you talked about your zombie figure and your uh, horror story about trading away. Did you ever get that resolved? Yeah. So yeah, several episodes ago, I had talked about when I went to the Cool Mini or Not Expo and, and talked about my horror story of where I had got the swag bag. And I looked through the bag and there was a figure and I didn't really care for it. And I swapped it out with another one. Little did I realize that the figure goes with the card that was inside the bag. So now I had a mismatched figure with a card. So I felt like an idiot. Well, several days later, I was contacted by uh, one of the uh, employees uh, from Cool Mini or Not. They had listened to the episode, and first they, you know, they just shook their head and went tisk tisk. You know, you shouldn't have done that. And then I apologized and said, "You're right. I shouldn't have." They said, "Well, look." 
We want to fix this and make it better for you. So they asked, what card did I get and what figure did I get? And then they dropped in the mail to me the corresponding card and figure for each. So now I have two figures and two cards to go along with them. So I just want to give a huge kudos out to Cool Mini or Not for taking a stupid mistake that I had made and, and making it all better. So that, that was very nice of them to do that, and I appreciate them doing that for and, me. And you know what I think you should do, Marty? In order to, to celebrate that, you know, I've been wanting to play Zombicide, right? I mm-hmm. think you need to go buy it so that you can use these figures that they just sent you. That's what I think you need to do. Is that, is that what I need to I, do? I know that's what you need to do. <laughs> I pro- yeah, I, we have a friend that, uh, that has it. Because um, you're right, without the game, it doesn't do me any good. I had thought about maybe maybe I should give them away or something. Uh, these are pretty coveted figures. What, what? Are um, you talking a possible contest maybe later? Yeah, possibly if we can find some some unique way to to, to give them away because I do want them to go to a good home. Um, I don't have Zombie Side. I don't know that I'll be going out and buying it anytime soon. Um, and again, these are the promo figures that you could only get with the Kickstarter. And you can't get any more, and they're worth a lot of money on eBay. Okay. So maybe we need to come up with some uh, unique way to to give those out or, or give them away to somebody who owns Zombie Side and would, and would like these for their can, game. Can you not see the big light bulb over my head? Can you hold on to them till Halloween? Hold on. No, I wasn't looking at the video. Okay. Oh, there is a light bulb over your head. You hold on to him till Halloween. I got the idea. You got the I idea? Got well, it would idea. be a good Halloween giveaway. All right. That's cool. So we're holding on to him till Halloween because you've got an idea. Me, uh, you might better write that in our notes because coming Halloween, I'll be good. What's, what's the contest you want to run? You go, oh, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be typed in here shortly as soon as I can get over to another page to look up something. But anyway, so that that is awesome that they would do that. Now, what we need to do is for next year... Um, the the show is oh my gosh it, it's been so chaotic around here it, you only did this what a month ago it's in may right the it's cool many or my um, the expo's in may right uh yes yeah. early may yeah. yes we need to make sure we get it on our calendar for 2015 to to get down there uh definitely definitely we need to do that um it's so close for us uh yeah me uh, both you and i have to go next year you, it's, it's a must you, you do know what's going to happen now that we've committed to this. No, what's going to happen? Something, Something's going to pop up? Oh, I bet you anything, when we look on the thing, when they announce what it is, it's probably already out there. I need to go take a quick look. But I bet you that's when Adam and Rebecca return home from school, and we will have to drive up to the universities and pick up their stuff that weekend. Uh, I can get Vanessa to do that. Okay, you the man. You are the sober <laughs> man. Now you gonna be driving up? No, I, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know. Well, they had uh, as of the expo, they had not picked their dates yet. They they were possibly looking at doing it in April. All right, very good. Then. And moving it a little bit further away from Memorial Day and Origins. So we'll we'll see. Regardless, we're spending much time on that topic. Anyway, yes, we need to go next year. And a big thank you to Cool Mini or Not for uh, make, taking a stupid mistake I did and making it better. And hopefully, we can uh, get some benefit out of this and give it to somebody. Give those figures a good home to go to. Yeah, that is awesome that they would do that. And so now we move on to the next. Not a mistake you made, but something else that occurred on one of our PSA videos. Yeah, so it was a, it was an anecdote that I actually meant to share before, and I, f- I forgot to share it, and it actually happened while I was at the uh, Cool Mini or not. So, um, people, I don't know if people know or not. We Tony and I have made is it four four, four. 
player service announcements for the uh, board game breakfast, uh, where it's these little skits that we do that kind of tell you how to to run games or, or play games or, or etiquette. Gamer etiquette is kind of what it is. And um, so in one of the early episodes uh, on AP, Analysis Paralysis, um, that was the one where Tony was struggling trying to decide what to do in his move. During the skit, I used the Jeopardy theme in the background as he was thinking and uh, so while I was at Cool Mini or Not, Tom Vassell pulled me aside and he said, by the way, um, don't use any more songs that have like um, royalties to them or, you know, we are copyrighted. And I said, why? He said, well, that board game breakfast got marked and pulled and I had to pay a royalty to get it back on uh, YouTube because I had that song in there. So then all of a sudden, I felt really bad. I said, geez, how much do you have to pay? He said, it was only like a dime or something. I went, oh, come on. I think you can afford it. I think you're, you had enough from your Kickstarter. You can afford a dime. But what's so funny about that, Marty, is that they are actually, I mean, people don't think about I, all the stuff you see out there with people doing videos. Like we, we went watching you know, Fields of Gold by Sting and, you know, what, are they paying royalties to Sting for posting those videos? I mean, that's just amazing to me, you know? Well, I th- well what it does is um, the, the videos are analyzed for any potential copyrighted material, uh-huh. and then it's just f- it's, it's flagged. So I didn't think about that. I think that's one of the first ones that we did. And so it was flagged, and Tom said, yeah, if you would appreciate, I'd appreciate you not doing that anymore. So no more copyrighted material or anything in our future skits. Which actually, we need to sit down and start working on some more skits. We've used them all. We've all put all four out, and we have ideas. But um, you know, with the graduations we went through, Tony, you're going on vacation. I guess we won't be able to get to do it till late July. But we'll get back to it. There, Tony and I actually have been talking a lot about videos and, and trying to do something. We got, and I know we've been saying that for months. You guys been talking about videos for months. I know, but we just want to make sure we do it right. And uh, the, the the PSAs was kind of our first foray. Into doing skits just to see how hard are they to do the editing and whatnot. So we'll we'll get there. Uh, yeah, hopefully we will. And and you you do enjoy the perfection. And matter of fact, I was researching video software tonight just on some of our ideas. But anyway, so we uh, yes, I know I got to get up some scripts and we got to find extras. So I know that if you're coming through the Charlotte area and you want to be an extra, give us a shout out. We'll be more than happy. We'll we'll throw the, the video gear in the truck and we'll get over there. Okay, it's one camera and a mic. Okay. And it's not extras, you'll be the stars. No, this is true. I'm not going to go out on <laughs> we're not going to go out on Craigslist or anything like that looking for extras or anything like that. This is you are <laughs> it. You are in it and let me tell you the direction is go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, we've got ideas for them. We just got to get them uh fleshed out and um and the big thing is getting three, you know, three or four or five people whatever over to to do these for us and yeah, we we kind of bit off, you know, not more than we can chew, but, you know, there there are some people on the Board Game Breakfast are putting out a segment a week just with the format that we did. There's just no way we can do that. Okay. What else we got? Anything else? So here's the thing. I was thinking the other day, and I just threw this in the notes because I was just thinking about uh, dynamics, uh, game dynamics, uh, car dynamics. And so I was looking over uh, the Warhammer 40K Conquest game, the LCG that's coming out at Gen Con, and I was reading over some of the rules. And I just, uh, there's a dynamic in card games that you and I have played for quite a long time that Netrunner does not have. 
Uh, in many games that we've played, or uh, with like Magic or Lord of the Rings, as we're playing a head-to-head, and you're like doing, like you go into your attack or battle mode. Most of the card games that we have played have this idea of like an instant, meaning we're doing battle, and at some point in time, some player can take a card from their hand and play it that will affect something. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. You know, in net in Netrunner, that doesn't exist. You know, when you're making a run on a server, nothing's going to come out of your hand. Nothing's going to come out of my hand. The only thing that you may not know is a card that's face down on the table. But there's nothing that's going to – it's kind of like I know exactly what you're as, – as the corp looking at the runner, I know exactly what you're coming with, and nothing's going to surprise me, right? Yes, uh, yeah, until something flips over and bam, there goes this. Well, no, thing. no, no, no. On the runner, on the runner side, no, you won't surprise me oh, at all. Th- this is true. Every I, I see, I see everything. I see everything that you got. I can't. Uh, you can't surprise me as the runner. Yes, I can surprise you as the court by flipping over an ice or an asset or something. But that's different than playing a card from my hand. So here's my question to you: What do you like better? Do you like that? The idea of like, oh, we're going to go into battle, but I may have something in my hand that you may not know about, or you may have something in your hand I may not know about to turn the tides, or do you like everything laid on the table? It's like, okay, let's go, buddy. Hmm. Hmm. Here's another. Here's another. Here's another example. Um, high command. High command didn't have the instance. You remember when you went out to the middle of the table and fought? Yeah, everything was there. You knew exactly who. Yeah, you knew exactly who was going to win. There was nothing come out of your hand to change the battle. Right. So I just, just you and I played card games for so long, so I was just wondering. Do you like instants or not? Um, you know, uh, first off, you got too much time on your hand if you're thinking about these things. No, I'm kidding. Because, um, <laughs> wow. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, for me, Netrunner, the instance to me in Netrunner is when you play that card that says event, make a run on a server, and, you know, I can see your rig. I can see what you're getting ready to do and how you're going to break ice and things like that. But what I don't know that's getting ready to come out of your hand is the event that says make a run on your server and it's successful, you know, do this. But but it's done. But I can't react to that. The only way I can – my hand is out there. And you're right. You can see that. So that to me is the only instance part of Netrunner. As far as other card games where you're, you're getting ready to do something and you can play an instance, like he's got that in the card – that to me is the bluffing aspect of a, a, a card game. Does he have it? Can he do that? Do I know all the cards well enough? Do I like them? Yeah, I always like that randomness that's coming out. That's I think that's why I'm enjoying Marvel Dice Masters, even though you are constantly beating the snot out of me in that game. Um, <laughs> Actually, we need to talk. We yeah. need to talk about that. But there's no inst- there's no instance in that when we go to battle when I I attack you or you attack me and you put your defenders out there. Nothing's changing the outcome of that. No, but it's the randomness. That's what I was talking. The randomness. The, the, that is what I'm talking about. That's what, to me, is an instance in a normal card game. It's like in World of Warcraft, when we were playing that game, you know, do, does he have that? Does he have that one? What is it? Um, it's like we're playing Heart, what is it? Hearthstone on the iPad right now, right? Right. I'm going to play out there. Is, does he have Polymorph or something like that? And I haven't played it in a while. I can't remember. Well, Polymorph is the card you play to turn somebody into it. But, you know, do I like the instances? Yeah, I, I think I do. I, I enjoy playing those. And it's also a guessing game. Is can, How can he pay for it? Does he have enough resources to pay for it? That's all part of the car, card game. Now, is Doomtown going to have that? I don't think I know I don't know. Uh, Warhammer 40k Conquest does. Okay. So there's the idea is when you're fighting somebody at a planet, you can play a card from your hand to beef up your attack or maybe beef up your defense. Mm-hmm. 
that the other guy wasn't expecting. And that's what I kind of mean from like an instant. I'm not sure about Doomtown. I know the rules are out there and I could probably go out there and search and find out, but I have not read the rules to, to know. All games have some type of randomness that you don't know. Even the car game, even Netrunner, there's something that's going to happen that you, you can't, you're as prepared as you're going to be. Do I like instances? Yeah. How about you? Do you like them? I, I, I like having them and, Yes, I guess I do. But it is one of those things where you think maybe you're set up to just like, if I'm going to come attack you or something, and I think, okay, I'm, I've got you. you. There's nothing you can do. And then all of a sudden, you'll pull a card out of your hand, like negates a battle or gives you a plus something. It's like, crap. You know, if I'd have known he had that, I wouldn't have done this. And obviously, that's, well, that's part of the strategy. But see, in Netrunner, it's like, you know, if you're running at me, and I see exactly what programs you have on the table. And I know what ice I have. It's like, well, I know what you can. I can see how much money you got. I know exactly whether you're going to get through or not. It's not like you're going to play a card out of your hand and go, oh, look, here's some extra credits I can use. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree with you. Yeah. So that's what I'm just saying. That it's just, it is just kind of different. And yes, I guess I have too much time on my hands, but I just thought I was, and I guess I was, I was reading Warhammer when they mentioned instance, it made me start thinking, you know, Netrunner digitally doesn't have that sort of thing, but every other card game I think we've played has, and, and you're right. Marvel Dice Masters really doesn't have it either. No, they don't. They, um, yeah. Marvel Dice Masters. Speaking of, speaking of Marvel Dice yeah. Masters. So you and I sat and played at lunch today and I won twice. And let me just tell you. You got family show. You got messed up by the um, the dice today. It it was pathetic. I mean, guys, he he had uh, several times. Ghost Rider would come out of the bag. He would roll. They were resources. He'd pick them up. Roll again. They were resources. I don't know how many times that happened. Specifically with Ghost Rider, you had a hard time getting that guy out. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it was just I'd roll the three on the Ghost Rider and I'd be one short and then roll a roll a sidekick or something. But you know, that's part of the game. That's what I don't mind about the game. It's just like when um, you know, and we'll talk about the organized play at your local game store that we went to um, a while back. And you know, and I'm playing. I'm using your deck because we were teaching some other people how to play. And the guy had me 11 to 1. Eddie had me 11 to 1. All he had to do was roll. He pulled two Black Widows, and, of course, these are the super rare. And he pulled them out, and he did not roll a Black Widow on two attempts. Because, you know, it's, you know, two damage, um, what that super rare does to you for those who, right? Um, you know, when he, what is he, when he feels it, it does two damage to you. I can't remember. Or yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it is something where it just instantly does damage to you somehow. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. And he didn't do it. So he didn't win on that turn. Next turn, I roll out the level three Cyclops. I can pay for it. When you field him, his eye beam cuts through everybody. And all he's got to um, fight me are a bunch of low-level minions who have no defense. I wipe them off the field. And, of course, I've got, you know, I forget how it was set up. But then again, I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah, the beasts were there that you were bashing me for. Why don't you got the beast in the bag? Put the beast in the bag. I'm like, listen. Go over there and help those guys, and I'll just play and see if I can win playing this way on your deck. And I still won. So what that tells me is that team you got there is a pretty stout little team. It's a, it's a standard team. It seems like everybody's using that um, mutate or 666. And and I did throw the Cyclops in there. I don't know if a lot of people use those. Or the Storm, you know, to get stuff out. But does that does that bother you, though? Does, does that bother you that because of the dumb luck of the roll of the dice – that you were basically able to turn the game around and win 
that's the game. And if it bothered me, don't play it. So it does not bother me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, okay. Because I'm seeing that more and more. So you and I have played many times now. And, um, it's, it's a, it's a fast game. I, I like the fact that, you know, we finished the first game. You said reset and do it again. There ain't no doing that with Netrunner. Cause I mean, this game plays 15 minutes and, and you're just moving right along. But I think there is more of an element of luck to this than a, a card game. Uh, yeah, I, there's no doubt about it. Cause it, it's the, but once again, the strategy comes in for the opposing player is, okay, what's he going to pull out of the bag? I mean, today, in the second game, you did an excellent job of keeping your sidekicks on the field and then just doing a big old bum rush on me at the end. And I was just goofing around with a team that I was trying to build with the villains and um, Magneto, and and I don't have any of the super rares, but it was just kind of interesting to see. And you tried two different strategies. You build up your beast defense, which you always do, to allow you to pull dice out. And then the second game, you held the rookies, the rookies, the rooks back, or the pawns, as I call uh, rooks. I don't know why I'm calling them rooks. Uh, what about sidekicks? Yeah, I know what a rook looks like. I know I know how to play chess. But, um, yeah, the sidekicks, you're absolutely right. But you held those back, which allows you to pull them out. That's the strategy you have to do. There is, When people say, oh, it's just random luck of the, the draw and the roll of the back, no, you, you're trying to manage what you've bought. Now, I will say this, and I know we've had some feedback on this from talking to other people, but I'm not using any. And if anybody out there has played the game and listens to our show and and can go to Board Game Geek and to the Guild, I'll I'll try to remember to post this question is, but if you're playing Marvel Dice Master, are you using those, what are are those cards called? Uh uh, basic action, the basic action yeah, the cards. Basic action cards. Are you using those dice, or are you simply just using them for the global effects? Hey, that's a good point because I think early on I was trying to use them, and then I started playing. Like we played the other night, we played other people. People said, "Now forget that." They were just buying characters left and right, and weren't even buying the basic action cards at all. It seems like that's what, we, what was going on in the store that we played at. Right. They were looking for the basic action that has um, remove a character from the field and that's distraction where you can, if you hold on to a mask, which is part of the strategy, hey, I, he's, got, he's got Cyclops over there and, or he just, he just bought a Cyclops. When will he come into the bag? I need to hold the mask out or hope I at least can roll a mask so I can remove him from the attack. You know, that kind of stuff. You, you, there's the depth of that game of Marvel Dice Masters. Now, but you've got to be able to get over the rolling the dice and the taking the name. Yeah. You know? It just seems that you just had the worst luck today rolling the dice. I, I just, I'm, I'm sorry. I think you had more bad luck than good luck today. And it seemed like it was a, it was a tainted win for uh, me. No, it was a complete and total decimation. My team had no chance. <laughs> I mean, I even, and that's it. I could line my team up just like yours. And then we can say, oh, it's all equal. But then it comes down to, okay, which characters did you buy? Do I mimic and see how they roll? That's where, you know, the randomness. That's what makes it so cool. Yeah. Now, we'll say at our our event the other night that this was our first organized play event at the store. However, the store didn't have any starters, any boosters, so it wasn't a full tournament. So it was more of a demo where just people got together to play and we taught the game to a few people. But we did get the um, organized play uh, first card. Uh, the uh, the teamwork basic action card 
that was the participation card for everybody uh, coming in and playing. So that was cool. And our store plans on doing one of these once a month. And hopefully the next month they'll actually have some boosters in where we can do the real uh, draft. I did see where um, WizKids has announced another type of draft format called the Rainbow Draft. That is going to be supported. So hopefully we can actually play in a real event and see how it works. To be honest with you, um, I don't need to buy any more. Uh, I was thinking about it today. We have bought basically... Uh, a starter and a booster box a piece, a gravity feed box a piece, which is about the same price of a big box game. You know, if I was going to go buy a Caverna or Agricola, that's basically what I spent on Dice Masters. I'm content. I don't need to spend any more right now, and I'll have plenty of hours of fun with that. Yeah, and we did supplement them by going down to Cool Mini, and I went out there today, Marty, to to buy commons just to supplement the dice that we were missing. And, you know, I, I said, I'm not going to buy the Hulk uncommon or whatever it was for a dollar 99. It's up $2. Are you serious? Yeah. And I was like, I, I, who knows what it is today? And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And then, so there's a few that were dice that were missing still, as far as to make a full set of four, if you want to feel four, but to be honest with you, after I looked at the characters they represent, I don't need mm-hmm. four Thors. I don't know. No, no. I, I couldn't don't. even get them on the table before, you know, it doesn't really matter. So anyway, but I will say this, Marty, the game is going to lose its polish here pretty quick. If we, we keep finding some, um, if everybody keeps bringing beast storm row, um, what else, you know, the, the, the gambit, you know, that basic common thing where everybody, the gobby, I know we were talking to somebody at the store last night and I, and he's been helping with some of the play testing. He says, well, I'm sworn to secrecy. And I go, oh, okay, I understand that. But can you tell me this? Do they have cards that could possibly neutralize some of these super rares? And he said, they might. Now I hope it's not with other super rares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to nullify Gobby's super rare ability, you need the uncanny X-Men super rare card here. Oh, great. Now, I, I have heard, I've have heard it's going to be balanced, but you know, the game is so new, right? So there is sort of a meta game that a lot of people are playing. Netrunner was the same way. There, you know, in Netrunner, nobody played Jinteki when you were starting out. Nobody played Anarch, you know, because I saw you with the base set. Here was the card you used go. And as they bring out more, you know, uh, there'll be there'll be more capabilities in different teams that we'll see. So it'll happen. Yeah, and I, th- and I think the Netrunner wave. I think we're we're on the beach right now with the Netrunner wave. And I think we're going, we're looking forward to maybe, you know, Doomtown or some other games in the future, which brings me to our last and final point of this just bull session here. Um, among the stars pre-order it's in, we're ready to go. Did you put it in? Yep. Stronghold games. I got my pre-order. Um, <laughs> I was looking at the site and I'm like, wait a minute, the, uh, expansion and promos are already sold out. But I'm like, wait a minute, I don't understand. And they listed that it's supposed to come out. I got to go back to that site. But anyway. No, it's not sold out. What it is, if you look on there, there's a note that says um, uh, just the way their site works. Yeah. Uh, pre-orders that aren't rele- yes, released yet are said to be sold out. But That's what aren't. I thought because I went back to yep. the front page and I did a quick read before I got on here and I didn't want to. But yeah, you're absolutely right. That's what it is that if they're not released, they're going to show sold out. So I'm waiting on those. Yep. Cool. So, so hopefully by the time we make it to the BGG con, I can have them in hand. And if Stronghold's down there, I'll have my little card set with me. I'll be ready to go. Here you go. Nice. All right. Well, like we talked about, this uh, uh, episode is called, uh, I was going to say Field of Dreams. You know, it's like the 20th anniversary of Field of Dreams. 
I did not know that. Yep. It's 20, 20 or 25th anniversary. And uh, my wife said we got to show it to the boys. So I got to go. I had a copy of it somewhere and I can't find it. So anyway, this is called Fields of Gold. And the reason why is because, like I said earlier, we have played several Stefan Feld games. In our next segment, we're going to talk about some of those games that we've played from Stefan Feld. So appreciate you hanging in there with us on our little um, slow Marvel Dice Masters rant back then. I don't know if it's really a rant. But anyway, let's get over to the thing that really caught our eye the past two weeks is our adventure into the Feld. It's kind of like, you know, going out there and experiencing the games everybody's talking about. And Marty got to go play Trajan the mm-hmm. other night, right? Yep, Trajan. Trajan. I kept wanting, you know, I look at that and I always say, I got to redo a double look. Is it Trojan? No, Trajan. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's just how I am. Because uh, I made a tweet about it uh, like, uh, I'm digging Trajan. Uh-huh. And somebody made a Trojan joke on, on Twitter uh, about it. So, uh, yeah. See, look, see. Uh, you know, someday I'll have a smartphone and I'll be able to see all these tweets that you got flying in. I just know I had, in the evening I got like 60-something in the inbox waiting for me. I'm like, what the heck? Anyway, way to go, dude. Um, so, Trajan, yay, nay, what about it? All right, so it's it's funny that um, Trajan's, you know, not new by any means. I think it was released in 2011. I think it was really, didn't really get over here to the States around 2012, something like that. And it just so happens that uh, two people from our club got it recently and wanted to try it. And uh, nobody had out of the games, any other games they were going to be bringing the other night that was interested in. said, yeah, sure, I'll try it. And then I had mentioned it on Twitter to a few people. And like Everybody started raving about it. Oh, I love that game. Uh, Ryan Metzler came back and said, oh, that's like my favorite Feld game. It's one of my favorite Euro games of all time. And people just just going on and on. And I guess it's one of those things where I've been so – caught up in cult of the new that sometimes you miss games um you know that a couple years old that i should have been playing so i got to play this last night and before i went i was had enough foresight oh somebody else warned me he said look it's a brain burner be prepared you know it's going to just blow your mind so i said okay i better go prepare myself for this so i found a video of like a run through of several turns i didn't actually read the rules but i watched the video which kind of gave me a good feel to it and so we got there and played. Let me tell you what, that is a very unique game. And it's what's unique about it isn't uh, the, the, the overall premise of the game is very Euro-ish. You know, you've got different actions that you can do in order to build things or accumulate resources uh, that will allow you to do things to collect victory points and the whole goal is victory points. That, that part's very standard. What's unique is how you choose what action that you're going to do. I don't know if anybody has seen the board of, of Trajan, but everybody has, has a player board. And on there are um, six circles. And everybody calls them, is it the Mancala? Mancala? Yeah, something like What's that. What's that game? Okay. Um, it's, it's that game that you have where you have the bowls of beads, and you take all the beads out of one bowl and you move them around the bowls. This is how this works. So there are uh, six circles in a, in a circle, and they just call them the, the Mancala um, bowls or whatever. And there's two tokens placed, two, two of your tokens, different color tokens placed in each bowl. Here's how you take an action. Let me see if I can explain this okay enough where people can follow. What you do is you take, you pick, like at the very beginning of the game, you got two. You pick up two out of one of the circles and start moving clockwise. Uh, as you go around, you drop and go over an, another uh, circle or a bowl. 
you drop one of your uh, tokens into that bowl, move to the next bowl, drop it. After you've dropped your last token, whatever action icon is on that bowl is the action you take that turn. There are multiple actions like building things, using military, uh, shipping, uh, something in the Senate, going to the forums. There's, there's like six different actions that you can do. Okay, so if you follow what I just said, you pick up two, drop them in a bowl, then drop another one in the bowl. Now two of the bowls have three tokens, right? Right. So if I move those tokens, again, you can move any one that you want. But the whole thing is that the action that you're going to take is the last peg you is the is the circle that you drop the last peg in. So if I start at one of those other bowls that have three, then I'll move three circles around and then take that action. So over time, these pegs like you'll have four or five accumulated in one spot and one accumulated in the other. So you have to plan out in advance. You know, hey, I need to get over and take this action here. So I need to make sure that I have the right number of tokens over in a bowl before that so I'll land on that action spot. Wow. Are you following what I'm saying? Somewhat, but it's one of kinda. those things I got, I, you'd have to see. Like you said, you, need, you needed to watch a video. It's always, it's, it's always kind of tough. So, yeah. So here's the other twist. Each of those bowls has a section for something called a trading card. It's a little cardboard card. It's like a little bonus action or something that gives you something. On that card are two colors. If you end your turn, or you as you go around and drop the pegs, if you end on that bowl, and the pegs in that circle at least it has the two colors that match the card of that Trajan card, you get to take the action of that bowl plus whatever that Trajan card gives you. So now not only are you trying to map out going around in the circle and finishing on the right bowl, you want to get certain colors in each ones to match the cards that are attached to that bowl. Awkward silence. Okay. It's, it's mind-blowing. It, it was so funny. So all f- four of us had never played, and we sat there last night. It's one of those things you just start doing. And as all of us got into the game, all of us kind of started realizing the mechanics of what was going on and the fact that you need to try to plan out two, three, if possible, four moves in advance of moving your pegs around uh, uh, the circle mm-hmm. to make sure that you could set up something in the future with matching colors and everything it no it was so funny nobody was looking at the main board everybody just sits there and stares at their player board and like counts one two three one one two three four one wow, a lot you of know, interaction huh there's hardly any player action interaction at all and that's one of the things we said at the end if somebody loves player interaction where you're affecting other people there's not a lot of that at all okay um it, it's um it's very mathy because of that oh and also you can be earning victory points every turn Literally, there was just turns where people, I'm going to take three points here, I'm going to get four points. You could set up these combos. Oh, one other interesting thing, the timing. So the whole concept is you're playing through four years. There's a, a track, a circular track with a peg on it. Mm-hmm. Here's, this was kind of interesting. However many pegs you pick up out of a circle and move is how many spaces you move on that time track. So if you pick up five pegs and move around the circle, you're going to move that time track five spots. When the, when the uh, peg on the time track goes around in one revolution, that indicates a quarter of a year. Wow. After four quarters, everything resets. So there's a mechanic where if you want the game to hurry up and end, you try to get a lot of your pegs into one bowl and then move them all at once where you can advance the clock even faster. Or if you want the game to slow down, you just make sure you just move one peg in one bowl to keep the clock from moving too quickly. 
It is wild. It is really wild. I enjoyed it. We all enjoyed it so much that we said at the next club event, let's just all say we're going to come, come early, and we're going to play this game again. Okay. Well, don't burn out on it because I'd like to get it in, and I won't be at a club event until oh, probably the end of July. So, Yeah. No, we, we won't. It's one of those things where we've all played it now. It's like, okay, now we need to play it again because we kind of understand. Oh, by the way, so nobody, most people won't know this, but I'm going to call out four names. And you tell me who won, okay? It was me, Marty, Chris, Eric, Jason. Who won the game? Jason. Yep. He wins everything. <laughs> There's a guy at our club. Seriously, every game he plays, he wins. It is insane. Is, now, I'm not saying this mean, Jason, but is that like Idiot Savan or something like that? What is that? You know, he's, he wins everything. It was, and it was, what was funny was is that he was in first and second, third, and fourth place. The rest of us were all kind of close together, and he was way out in front. Really? Yep. Well, he he does. He has he has a knack. That's really cool. That's that's neat that he wins. You know, you know, most people don't get invited back if they keep winning, but we we keep inviting Jason back. <laughs> and I keep sitting at a stupid table. It's like Jason, you want to play a game? Yeah, I'll play with you. No, and I'm not going to win now. So so let me rephrase that. So who's the idiot here? The one that's sitting at his table? No, anyway, just kidding. Yeah, no, that's that's true. That's true. Actually, at the end of the game, Jason said, maybe I need to start throwing games. I I like. I wish you would. I know. Well, let me ask, what was I going to ask you about this? Crap. Oh, man. Oh, I know what it is. How many times, knowing you, how many times did you say back and bull? Not once. Really? I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody else would get it. Well, I mean, we must have watched that movie way too much then when we were in college. Uh, oh, well, we probably need to tell everybody what movie we're talking about no, for no, those who haven't seen it. Out. They know what it is. They've, if they've listened to the show, they know how many times we've used that expression. Back and bull. So, so what failed game did you play? I got to play Castles of Burgundy, which, you know, was in, in the allowance thread I had out there. You know, everybody was giving me ideas for games to buy. And I went out and, of course, I bought Pandemic in the lab, which I also played um, three times. Um, anyway, well, we can talk about that later. But, um, but I finally got to play Castles of Burgundy. God, do we have to? I'm so sick of talking about Pandemic. I mean... <laughs> Sorry, I'm bringing I'm bringing it uh, in the lab to the the game club one night just so you can experience the difference that 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 brings to the. Table. I'll do that. I'll, I've heard that's good. I'll do that with you. Yes. Okay. But anyway, uh, Castles of Burgundy um, brought out in 2011 or published in the year 2011, and that, as far as for me, that was a very the thing. There's a thread over there on the on our on our board game geek about you know how felled. You know, sometimes the theme is just, I don't want to say paste it on, but, you know, there's uh, the, the guy, the gentleman used dry, dry, dry. And for what this is, is you're trying to build your little fiefdom, your little kingdom. As many of you know, who have played Castles of Burgundy and you have your two workers, which are your two dice. Okay. And what do you mean? They're, they're not workers. Okay. Everything to me is a worker. Okay. If it's doing an action for me, it is a worker. Well, is it like euphoria where those dice are kind of like workers? Your well, whatever you roll is the area where you will be able to take a tile, okay? So, um, or place a tile, or you know, there's four actions that you can take it 
take it during your turn. And so you're rolling the die. Everybody rolls their dice at once. And you can either take a, you know, if you get a six, then you can take from the six area. Or, or you know, just go, go watch the video, people. Um, more or less on it. What I really liked about the game, Marty, is that one of the actions you can take is you can take um, <laughs> workers or guys who can manipulate the dice up or down for you as an action. You get two more of those. Okay, so if you don't have a result of rolling your dice that acquires the tile you would like to build your kingdom with, your fiefdom, then you can adjust those up and down using these workers. And that's where the strategy is. Do I spin them so I can spin the dice up or spin the dice down using terms from Marvel Dice Master? Um, but so I rolled a four, but I really wanted to get a one so I can go out there and, and collect, um, you know, this item. Um, is that what I want to do with that? And then there's the, the trade aspect of it. Trading goods will get you this. And the tiles, various tiles, that if you acquire them, they'll get you more bonus points. And, oh, my God, if you build a pasture that has all sheep in it, every time you add another sheep, uh, pasture tile that's in the same area as your other sheep, all the sheep get real happy, and you get more points with the more sheep you got, and then the more points you get moving around the board. And, wow, I was like, this is so cool. That sounds cool. And the guy I was playing with, he was he was spending the week with us. Um, there we visited him um, over Christmas. You know, really really smart young gentleman. Uh, he of course beat me. It was we were playing two player. Um, we were learning the game together, and he really enjoyed it. He liked the thought process of I'm going to roll the dice, but uh, you know. I can manipulate that. And when do I want to do it? And, I, and he was killing me. He was literally killing me. And at the end of the game, yeah, I, I finished within 10 points of him, which maybe for that game is not that great. But it was, it surprised him. He was like, I said, did you think I was going to win? He said, no, not really. But I was really surprised you came back as much as you did and as quickly as you did. So I don't know if there was a catch-up mechanism or something, but suddenly I was like, bam, if I had only taken that one stinking tile right there, then I would have been able to bypass him, and I, and I screwed up. I didn't do that. I did not plan accordingly. Um, took us about two hours to play, just the two of us learning the game, of course, and had we had more time, we would have played it again. He really enjoyed Marvel Dice Master, so he wanted me to, he said, okay, we got to go play that other dice game. I said, fine. But, that's um, cool. Yeah, but well, well, that's what's. But you know, that's what's nice about Marvel Dice Masters. You come out of a heady game like that, you can throw Marvel Dice Masters down and play in fifteen minutes. Exactly, and so we did that. But yeah, Castles. Uh, I know you'll enjoy this one um, because I want to play. But it's the same thing. You're sitting there. and You say Trajan. I'm looking at my player board. Yeah, but but you know, I'm okay. I'm I'm okay with that. I I, I am not one of those as big on. I don't need player. That sounds bad. I don't need player interaction. What I mean, I don't need a mechanic where I'm trying to mess up other people. You know, I sometimes just like games where I'm trying to do the best I can against everybody else as best they can. But in, in castles, that's one thing you can. If you know somebody needs a particular tile, or you or mm. then you need you may need to take it before they get their shot at it. So you, okay, you can do that to them. So you do have to be there. Like I yelled at him one time for taking a tile. But it was just a, a kidding yell. But, you know, I'm like, oh, man, you, you, you messed me up there. You knew I needed it. He says, yeah, I did. I knew you needed that. But sorry, can't have it. I'm like, okay. So the other game that I got to play recently, I think I talked about this for was, was Bruges, uh, a, a card game, uh, a board game with uh, almost, I don't want to say a deck building mechanism, but there's there's a lot of cards involved in, in, in it. And it's funny, uh, last time we played, 
um, there are some people walking around that just look totally confused. And I guess if you look at that game, look in on that game without knowing anything about it, it does look confusing because all the cards kind of look the same with all these icons, but they can all, uh, every card can do multiple actions. It's just telling you, you know, with the with this color card, you can perform this, 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 and this, and this. Some people aren't crazy about it as a failed game because they felt it's a little too lucky because you're drawing cards from a deck, and if there's a certain color you're looking for, you may not get it on your turn. And I kind of get that, but you know, I I really enjoy that game too. The only other the only issue I kind of had with it was it felt like there wasn't a catch up mechanic. Um, there's this thing where uh, there's this track that you can move up and gain points on. And it's one of those things like if you if somebody jumps out in the lead, it's really hard to catch up with them on that track, and it's worth victory points at the end. So that that mechanic I'm I'm still struggling with, and I probably just hadn't played enough to understand how to catch up on that track. But I have heard other people say that. So that is a, another fantastic failed failed game. And I know uh, last time I played, you were ha- we were playing something else that night, and you didn't get to play. But I think you need to try it because. It's one of those games that you might can teach uh, your friends, your neighbors that you play with. It looks confusing, but it's really not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's one of those. It's one of the, if I was going to pick a failed game of the ones I played to introduce somebody to him, I would do this one of the ones I played first. Now, I haven't played all the others. And he has a lot. And I know some of his bigger, uh, big ones too are like, you know, in the year of the dragon, Bor Bora. I know it was very popular. Yeah. Um, I'd love to play those. But you know what it sounds like we need to do? We need, we need to all get together and just have a Stefan Feld day and play like Trajan and uh, Castles of Burgundy and Bruges and whatever we got. I think that'd be a blast. And of all these brain-burning victory point type games, then we're going to go out and we're going to be like, we're going to just be dead, man. <laughs> well, you need to stick in something like a really simple in between. We'll figure out something. You know, who's got the highest card? Or, or something like that. <laughs> okay, pull out the zombie dice. Here we go. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, hey, hey, pull out Flux. Just kidding. All right, so that was our f- adventures, our, our Feld of Gold. All right, so we, we played a whole bunch of games. Um, I'm really happy I finally got Castles on, on the table. And I, and I want to say this. I mean, for those of you, be sure to check out the BGG thread about Barnes & Nobles and the games they're saying. This mm, little editorial here, Marty, a little quick... Um, Tony Tantrum here. There you go. There's, there's your video segment. Tony Tantrum. Tony Tantrum. I know. See, all right. See, you told me that at lunch today, and I started thinking of all of them, and it's Tony Tantrum. Um, <laughs> this, this Barnes & Noble put doing restocking or, or doing the reshelf where they pull games off the shelf and put other ones on. You know, they've got limited space for games, and they'll put some at 50%. And then you see all these stories of people saying, oh, I just picked up Trajan. We just saw this, you know, for 50% off and, and Mage Knight and all this other stuff. All right. Barnes & Noble, Arboretum, Charlotte, North Carolina. I appreciate you putting um, Batman Gotham City on for 50%. But don't tease me with the table of Mage Knight, Trajans, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff over there and not have a red sticker. Okay? Don't have them sitting there. And all the shrink wrap is ripped off of them. And I'm like, these games deserve to be marked down. Now, I did get Castles of Burgundy during their 50% off sale. That was nice. So, guys, be sure to check in and go buy your Barnes & Noble and see what they got on sale. Have you checked out any? I mean, did you go buy Barnes & Noble and see if they I ha- had any? I have sale? not. And, and so somebody told me today on Twitter when they said I, they had found I had played Trajans, they, they picked it up at Barnes & Noble today for 30 bucks. Yeah, they've got the, they, they held off the sale by a week, and where well, ours didn't. They put it theirs, but it was only Batman. 
was on sale oh. with the Heroclix figures in it. That was all they had. And then I went by the other two. Uh, no, not going to happen. I'm like, man, oh, it's killing me. But anyway, we get, just need to check them out. As of this recording, which is on June 25th, we are just like a week and a half or so removed from Origins. Uh, Tony and I did not get to go this year, which we have lamented before. We didn't get to go. Oh, and everybody else is a big time, except poor Tom. He got, Tom Vassal got really, 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 really sick. But we didn't get to go, <laughs> man. Yeah, so hearing all these highlights, and I'm like, tears running down. I, was, I missed it. We missed it. But anyway, so uh, on the Dice Tower, um, they have released a bunch of uh, preview videos of some of the games that they got to play. And so Tony and I thought, hey, let's look through some of these and talk about some uh, that we're interested in. And we'll just start. Uh, Tony, how about if I throw out one, then you throw out one. We'll just kind of go back and forth. I'm just going to kind of – I'm on the YouTube site looking at all their lists, and I'm just going to kind of go down from there. Is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I mean, that works for me, and we'll just keep it short and qu- quick here. And you know, these will be coming out, or they're already out, or whatever. But you know, yeah, these caught my eye. And if you're interested, be sure to go check out the Dice Tower. You know, the Origins they put out a ton of these videos. So go for it, Marty. Okay, so the first one is from Yellow Zombie Fifteen. I know that zombie games are getting old and tired, but there's something about this game where it's clocked and you have 15 minutes to escape from zombies. I just loved a timed mechanic game. That looked kind of cool. I would love to preview it to see how it is. That's my first one, Zombie 15. All right, very good. My first one, we've talked about previously, and it was so cool to see it there. And the the whole thing is, of course, Shadowrun. Crossfire from Catalyst. That one, I'm, I'm liking that game a lot, Marty. I liked what they were showing there. Um, I'll admit, some people are like stickers, but you've got that buildup of characters. Mm-hmm. So you're going to put stickers on stuff? But anyway, Shadowrun Crossfire. Yeah, and that, that was one of mine too, so I'm just going to expound on it a little bit. I think, Tony, it'd be so much fun for me, you, and two other guys to get together, and, and we get to get together so often and just play the campaign, putting all those stickers on the cards. I think that'd be a blast. Agree. What you got? So next on my list is probably this one on yours too. Seven Wonders Babel. The expansion, another expansion for Seven Wonders. But I like this one because of how the mechanics work, of how you have this circle with like pie pieces that you put down. But but whatever you put down affects everybody at the table, which I really like as opposed to the base game where you can only maybe affect the person to your left and right. Now you're affecting everybody. So that's what I'm very interested in trying to. Agree with you there. I'd like to get my wife's tired of me pulling out Seven Wonders. I think this will refresh the game. And yes, I agree with you. Seven Wonders, Babel. I'm I'm very interested in what that one's coming out. All right, next one for me. And I know you've got it pre-ordered. Dead of Winter. That's all I'm going to say there. Yep. From Plat Hat Games. I really should not want to get into a little miniatures collectible game, but oh my gosh, Dungeons and Dragons Attack Wing looks awesome. Did you see that? Oh, the translucent dragon was incredible. And I mean, I haven't even opened my Star Wars X-Wing box that I picked up at Target when it was cheap, but this one, you know, I loved I loved the um, Star Trek attack wing when I got to play at Gen Con. So I'm like, Ooh, this is, this is so good, but I'm with you there that I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this. And I will probably buy it at least a starter, at least a starter just to see how it is because the figures look stinking cool. So what else you got? Um, the other one that I got that I thought would looked really neat or for something that I would enjoy is Sheriff of Nottingham. I, I thought that one looked really Hold on. Whoa. Really? Isn't that a bluffing game? 
Am I thinking of the wrong thing? Uh, see, uh, the internet's kicking out. Maybe not. Maybe not. I, I, I haven't watched that one, but I thought that was a bluff. I could be totally wrong. I, I think it is. It's, a, it's, it's somewhat of a bluffing game for me, but it, 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 it interests me. I, I, there was something about it, and I've watched so many of these that I may be getting them crossed up and thinking of something else I saw. So anyway, that one kind of piqued me. And the other one, I'll just throw this one out while I got here, of course, is um, uh, the, oh, oh gosh, darn it. Uh, Tortuga. That one interests me. Oh, yeah. What's that about? Uh, It's about pirates and dice and pirates and dice. That's all you need. That's that's all you need, man. (laughs) You throw in a ninja in there, you'd be just about in in sweet place. Uh, Yes, you would be. So that I enjoyed that one. Um, That was another one. Then, of course, I watched all the pandemics. Um, uh, they, They didn't do anything for me, man. They didn't. No, not not even the uh, the contagion one when you're playing as the virus. No, not really. Mm-mm. Okay. Hmm. How about you? The last one I'm interested in is the um, from Stronghold Games, where they brought out and uh, showed Panamax. That looks really good. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I think that's going to be at Gen Con. I'm really interested in that one too. Right, and then uh, yeah, I'm, that's that's interesting, and of course, you know, almost back bell of the ball. That one was kind of. I'm glad they got to show that off there, and that's of course from Dice Hate Me Games. That <clears throat> that card game looked really neat. So who knows? I mean, you, you never do know about these things and and things that would um just just do it for you, you know. But you know what's what's interesting, and that's kind of all the ones I'm really interested in. I uh, it seemed like. Again, the big buzz at Origins was Star Realms. So many people were a buzz about Star Realms. That little fifteen dollar deck, fifteen minute deck building game, fifteen dollar fifteen minute deck building game. There, I couldn't get it out. Well, maybe you'll we'll get to play it next time. Yeah, um, I brought it day at lunch, but we ended up playing Marvel Dice Masters, and I was going to pull it out. But after I beat you the first game, he said, "I want to play again." So, okay, I want to see if I can beat. You. I had to beat you again. Well, I, I tell you, that's about it for our Origins previews. Y'all go out to Dice Tower Network and um, or not, not the network, the Dice Tower channel, and, and they put it like I said, a ton of those videos. Get out there and take a look at some of those things if you're interested in them, because you know Gen Con's just around the corner. Well, Marty, that's about the end of the show. We've got a few more things to clean up here. and before, um, Well, first off, I pack up and leave on vacation. Yay! Yay! Uh, yeah, tell me about it. What are you going to do without me, man? How are you going to get a show done? Well, so you're going to be gone for like two weeks. And, you know, we've got a audience that we need to please, you know, and make sure that we try to get these biweekly episodes out. So... Um, I've contacted a special guest host who tentatively has said he'll be coming. He, I'll go ahead and drop it to he, he'll be coming on. So um, we're still trying to work out the details. So we'll have a special guest host at episode 43. I'm not sure he'll be able to fill your shoes, but he'll try the best that he can. Oh, I'm sure he could shoot a mannequin sitting on your knee could do that. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I'm just being truthful here. Yeah, so, you know, you have a wonderful time on uh, your vacation. I'll see if I can hold the show down for one episode, and, and we'll be here for you when you get back. All right, I hear you, man. So, now, I noticed that, you know, um, two things have a uh, – we kind of swore off of kickstarting, but I see you fell off the wagon, dude. Well, I fell off the wagon bad. Bad. Yeah, you did. Oh, my gosh. Uh, at first, it was – it was I went to a cool uh, menu or not, and it was like, oh, Xenoshift. Yeah, I'm back in that. It's like, okay, I'm done. And what, at, did, what did that close at? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I can't remember. It was it a was lot. It was a ton of money. It was it a was lot. It was a ton of money. Yeah, they, they blew, blew by everything. 
And then I got the preview for Tiny Epic Defenders. Um, oh, you got you, we got to play that the other night. Um, Tiny Epic Defenders is a game by Gambling Games. It's a co-op game, uh, a short, uh, quick game. It's in the same universe as Tiny Epic Kingdoms. I know you've only got to play once, but what did you think? I liked it. It was a it was a cute game. It was a cute co-op game. The mechanics are extra simple, and but that's fine. I mean, I'm not trying to downplay it or anything. I mean, it was. It was quick. I didn't see a lot of AP that you can get with that. So, yeah, great game. Um, very interested in that game. I'm surprised that we won. I, I had been talking to people about how hard this game was, and we had, like, had no problem at all winning. So I guess we're just that good, the ones of us that played. Yeah, we are. We're that good. I mean, it was, we were positioned very well. The cards were kind to us, and we, we kicked that epic monster's hind end all the way back out. He's done. So, yeah, we won that one. And then um, Harbor, I know that's out there. You, you looked at that one, didn't you? I did, and um, you got the, uh, the preview of that and tried it. And it's hard to say no to any TMG game. They've just been really hot lately, and it's an inexpensive game, so I did jump on that one too. I mean, Harbor's a cute little game as far as, you know, um, uh, here I go again, worker placement, but it's not really, I mean, you're, you're putting your, your person in there in the factory somewhere or wherever on a building, you know, the person who gets the four, the game ends after someone buys four buildings and whoever has the most points wins. I mean, it's real simple, really neat. Um, people are complaining about some of the special powers on Harbor and you don't have to use those special powers, you know, but, um, very interesting game, very quick um, type of Euro-style game. Uh, it's kind of – it is a neat game. I'll give it that. I'm not sure. I think I'll hold off on, on backing that one just because you got it. That's all I need. No, nope, you're right. Don't. Uh, and I'll back out now, and you can start backing some. Well, hey, look, you, you, uh, you ordered um, Among the Stars, so there you go. Yep, I got Among the Stars, and I am so looking forward to that. So, so yeah, that's all the uh, the Kickstarters that uh, uh, I can't. So you're right. I can't remember the last time I backed one. All of a sudden, bam, bam, bam. Uh, I got three going. So look, I see here on the notes, uh, you're kind of going to tease an upcoming contest in August. What's that about? Well, we've been talking to some uh, gentlemen, and he was he was kind enough, you know, to mention that he he could possibly. Um, offer up a contest. And so if guys stay with us till the end of July, 1st of August, one of the shows, if I get everything worked out, we'll have a contest for our listeners. It's going to require a little work. It's going to require you to do some, some internet digging. Not, I'm not much cause Lord knows, you know me, I'm not going to try to put a whole lot of effort into anything here, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, but it, it's definitely worth your time. Um, I think, I think everybody will be very pleased with that. So hopefully I can get this finalized up when I get back and we'll have it on our either last show in July or the very first show in August. So stay tuned for that. Fantastic. Another game I wanted to mention that I got to play recently that I've been really digging is the game from AEG sale to India. Um, I got to, a chance to be on a live, kind of live review last week uh, with a, a group called The Club, and we talked about Sell to India. That is the biggest game in the smallest box I've ever played. Some people call it a micro game. I think that's a bad term for it because it's in a small box. It's not a micro game. It is a, a light euro with uh, only, you know, it's only like 16 cards or so like that that, that are used and cubes, and, and, th- and that's it. But if you want a nice little light Euro game that you can kind of fill, you know, 30 minutes with, go check out Seldy in India from AEG. Really good game. I enjoyed it. Now, you got to play it. Did you like it okay? Yeah, I enjoyed it. That was kind of a unique mechanism. I mean, it's going to take you a couple plays to understand it. I mean, the first time I felt it did really well. 
Second time, I, I stunk, but that's okay trying a different strategy. I think that that's what's so neat about it. You're going to have to learn different strategies. And I hope that, I mean, it's got expansion built all in it with the different islands and, and places like that. So, yeah, I mean, for, for that price point, and if you're looking for another quick game, I mean, you ought to go definitely go out, read some reviews, watch some videos of it, and um, definitely go check out the club where Marty was on there with the other members and see what they all had to say about it because that, that was very that's – that's, that's a neat game. I'll give you that, Marty. That is a neat game. Yeah, maybe we can post a uh, link in the blog to the YouTube video where it was reposted. That sounds great because, you know, I'm on vacation next week, so enjoy. Crap. I mean, <laughs> I'll have it written before then. But you'll have to do the final edit. Oh, jeez. Uh, speaking of which, um, speaking of editing, uh, Tony and I have been dealing with some bandwidth and audio issues during this recording. So without having going back and hurting you this yet, uh, we apologize if there are some dropouts or there are things points of the conversation where it makes it sound like we haven't heard each other because we haven't or i was just not listening to marty at the time so either way (laughs) (laughs) or he wasn't listening to me that's yeah that's the excuse we can use in the future okay Uh, yeah we're having bandwidth issues and we just couldn't hear each other or, or something like that wasn't that i was watching an origins video or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, usually no, the ban- uh, the usually the bandwidth issues occur between my ears. So exactly. <laughs> Last thing is we we do have a um, another episode of War College from Alex and Todd that we were going to stick in this episode tonight, but at um, at a suggestion of one of our colleagues, we're actually going to break that out into its own episode. So um, if it's not out yet, be looking out for be looking for it soon. Um, it's it's a twenty minute typical war college segment. It's just going to be like its own episode. And uh, we're going to kind of, you know, treat it like its own thing. And then we've talked with Alex and Todd about this. Um, It's not like we are wanting them to do any more than what they've committed to. They said they could probably do, you know, four to six a year. Um, It's just that when they give it to us, um, it's just going to be its own thing. So if you're looking specifically for the War College from here on out, you'll be able to just download that episode itself. So be looking for that. If not already out now, it'll be out soon. And Marty, I've already listened to it. They did a great job of following up their recon on that. So, guys, go out and definitely give them a listen because uh, I'm liking how they're building this up. They've got a really neat plan of, of war college. Who, what's it good for? I got that in. Yeah. I knew I had to get that in. And um, But um, they're doing a really neat job of, of stepping through that. So so stay with them. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of it like a serial or, or a, you know, a soap opera. You know, stay tuned. For the young and the restless, okay? And in fact, um, at the very beginning of the episode, they actually uh, answer some of the comments that were made in our guild forum on BGG. Uh, They read through those. Uh, They have some great comments to some of the uh, thoughts that were talked about from their last episode when they talked about recon. That seemed to charge up a lot of people and it was somewhat of a little semi-controversial topic. So they do read your segments. Please, if you have anything you want to talk to them about, uh, go uh, create a topic or or post it on our forums and BGG, and uh, we will make sure that one of those two guys sees that and responds to it. And Marty, last thoughts for me is that um, still no successful trade on BGG, but I'm still plugging away at it. (laughs) 
even after Mark telling us all that good information, I'm trying to. So uh, did you yeah, set up? We'll, we'll make it happen. Did you set up a math trade? No, I haven't gone in and done that yet. That I'm gonna have to I'll take a little bite here, a little bite of this elephant. Let, let me just let me just start there. I'll a little there. bite of an elephant. What? Yeah, I'm not gonna try to go for the whole thing. You know how you've been biting on this elephant; it'll take you forever to to go. Okay, that was a bad analogy. Let's move on. I, I was going to say, if that's a metaphor, I've never heard of that one before. You've never heard of taking a bite of an elephant? Hold on. Is that for real? Take a bite of an elephant. Take a yeah, bite. bite. An ele- you're, trying to, you're trying to accomplish a project, and it's just it's going to take you forever to get through it. it you know. Okay. Um, yeah, it's coming up. How to eat an elephant in 10 minutes. What? <laughs> I don't know what you're typing over there, big boy, but anyway. <laughs> Anyway, oh, so there you go. Uh, like I said, uh, I'm really hyped up on Feld games right now. I can't wait to play some more again. Me and you, I need to get uh, Castles of Burgundy and play it with you sometime. We need to get Bruges and you need to try Trajan. I think that'll be fun. I guess it's funny. We've been kind of filling out our lunches now with Marvel Dice Masters recently and, and not a lot of Netrunner. That, that's fine. Um, hey, as long as we get to play something, we eat lunch. There you go. I like it. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everybody for uh, tuning in and listening. And um, as always, keep rolling dice and taking names. Be sure to follow RDTN on Twitter at Dice and Names. Join their guild on Board Game Geek, like them on Facebook, or check out the blog at RollDiceTakingNames.com. <laughs> The internet is always right. Creighton Williams Abrams Jr., United States Army, is sourced the quote, when eating an elephant, take one bite at a time, means when you're doing something that is difficult, do it slowly and be careful. There. There you go, dude. You can't believe everything you read on the internet. (laughs) 